It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. You found The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Lucky you. We talk about (laughs) love, dating, romance, and relationships. Hello, gorgeous over there, Simon. Thank you. Simon Marcel, our French romantic. How are you? Bonjour, Angie Taylor, American realist, a beautiful American realist. Say more things like that. See? (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, So listen, it is uh, Wednesday. Obviously, Simon has a woman crush, Wednesday crush on me. That's right. We won't discuss that. uh, But we want to hear from you. (laughs) Are you crushing on someone? Is it a coworker? Is it somebody you see at the gym? Is it somebody that's been a friend and all of a sudden it's different? Are you a girl that has a crush on a girl? Whatever girl it is, you have a crush on a woman. We want to hear the dilemma regarding that and hopefully give you some advice that you can take forth. And move on in your love life and be merry. Indeed. We actually have an email to start Woman Crush Wednesday um, that came into simonandangie.com. Simon, it is a woman with a crush on a woman. We will talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Mm -hmm. In your love life, dating, romance, whatever, do you have a crush on a woman right now and you are having a little dilemma surrounding that crush? We're here for you. We want to give you some advice, Simon and me. So, Simon, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to pull this email for Woman Crush Wednesday that came into simonandangie.com. A listener wants to remain anonymous, so her name is Miss Best Friend. Um, She says, hey, guys, here's the thing. Recently, I've come to realize I'm in love with my best friend, who's also a lady. Uh, It's not that I want us to, like, you know, have ooh-la-la, but I want more than what we have right now, which right now we just have coffee dates, movie nights. I want to be able to sit with my arm around her or even just hold her hand and know that she feels the same. I don't know what her preference is, and I don't really want to ruin what we have, but it's become really hard to hang out with her not knowing, especially since the last few times we've met up, she's invited one of her other friends that I've only just met. Is it wrong that I feel threatened by her new friend? I mean, it's a nice person, but I don't like them imposing on what used to be just our time. Any advice you have would be greatly appreciated. I feel like there's two situations here. One is that her best friend doesn't know that she has a crush. And the other is saying, I feel threatened. Is that wrong? Simon, what do you say? Well, so on the first part, uh, your best friend doesn't know. My line on this one is to protect the friendship. So if your girlfriend also hasn't made you aware of anything Maybe she doesn't feel anything like that. Yeah. So I would not jeopardize the friendship. Now, about the second part where you, she said, you know, the other friend is, you know, taking some time out of us. I don't, I mean, that's for all of us with friends. We have to adapt. You know, new friends comes in and out in everybody's life. Sure. You have less time, more time. So I said, be flexible. Be a good friend. Be welcoming. Don't be rejecting. Right, because if you are the friend that is saying, well, why are you always hanging out with her? And, you know, it used to be just me and you. And maybe it comes off sometimes as needy. Like, I, I'm i in a, a group of girlfriends where there's four of us. We're all best friends. We're besties. Okay. And But if two of us are spending time together away from the other two, suddenly there's this, oh, why weren't we invited? And what's going on? And so friendships can be a little tricky that way. And I think, you know... She has a friend that's not you, but it doesn't mean it's the same relationship. It doesn't mean it's more important. It's just somebody else. I don't know about the not telling her friend her feelings, though, because, you, you know. You think she should? Well, she's swallowing all her emotions right now. And it seems like if she at least said something, her friend would have the option of entertaining it or not. But I feel like if you never say anything, then nothing ever changes. And she's becoming 
you know, more and more frustrated that the relationship isn't going anywhere. But how's it going to go anywhere if nobody knows? It's a good point. The question is, if you reveal what you feel to your best friend and she's uncomfortable with it, she will never see you the same. It will be uncomfortable for a right. very long time. That's it, my fear. It's Fra- a risk. That, and that's a risk that at this stage, I wouldn't say it. I would be patient. She has I, feelings. I mean, she's, yeah, I, I know. I she's just jealous of another girl. But, and, but and that's, that's her. Yeah. We don't know how the best friend feels. So you say she should maybe reveal something. I should. I, I think she should sort of open the door a little bit in some direction. Maybe. How would you say it? I don't know. Maybe bring up the fact that... You know, sometimes you like girls, and I've had feelings for girls before, and see how she reacts, and kind of like, I don't know. Indirect. I like that. Indirect. Okay. Indirectly. Right. And see, sort of like take the temperature in the room before you say more, but I just feel like if you never say anything, then nothing will ever change. That's for sure. But uh, you, you have to be prepared that you might lose a friend. Because if one of your girlfriend and she would say that, how would you react? I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> that, well, right. so, it depends on the friend. Yeah, I have really good-looking girlfriends, Simon. I don't know. No, I know you have, but I mean, so yeah, but you're probably more <laughs> open-minded and, than maybe some other friends. But but we don't know unless we no. ever say anything. Just make sure you know the idea of being with her romantically is stronger than the idea of maybe losing her. And if that's the case, then you got to say something. But we wish you the best. Yeah. Thanks so much for sending an email. When we come back, let's go to call Simon. Yes. 855-905-8255. That's next. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, taking your calls for love, dating, romance advice right now, 855-905-8255. I want to pick up the phone in Rossford, Ohio, listening on 101.5 The River. Here's Nakia. Hi, Nakia. Bonjour. Hi. So what's going Bonjour. on? Um, so me and my husband have been now married for two years. Everything's great. We have a little girl and everything, but every time he recounts the story of how we met and, you know, how we started dating and everything to anyone as it always comes up, he always talks about how it was love at first sight and how we, um, instantly knew that we were going to be together and everything else. And that might be true for him, but it's not true for me. It took me like a good six months to even think like, yeah, I'm going to date this guy seriously, Mm -hmm. let alone the whole love and marry. And I've told him this before. And I even say it sometimes when he's telling the story to other people, but it just annoys me so much. So let me get this straight. You're happily married for two years. Everything's great. You have a beautiful daughter. And you're upset because he it was love at first sight for him and not for you, and he tells people he loved you right away. No, he tells people that I loved him right away and that I stalked him and that it was all me that wanted him. How do you like uh, physically shake someone through the phone? Is that possible, Simon? I don't know. Gonna, we'll find out. Yeah. When, <laughs> when we come back. When we come back. All right, more Rendezvous next. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We are on the line with our caller, Nakia, in Ohio. Hi. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hanging on, Nakia. Uh, happily married for two years, Simon. Yes. And when people ask about how they began, the husband says all the time, it was love at first sight. And she's like, well, it wasn't for me. It was for you. And this is a problem for you. Why? It's a problem for me because he exaggerates how much I, like, supposedly stalked him. Because well, why don't, why don't you just speak up? When he's telling that story, just be like, that's not how it was. I do, and he's so convincing to everyone else that it makes me seem like I'm the liar. 
Uh, Nikia, what really bothers you that maybe it makes you feel like you were, you were thirsty, cr- or? thirsty or an easy woman or that you were just so crazy about him and you feel your ego is getting crushed or your self-esteem? Mm-hmm. What is it in the story that really bugs you? It's a little bit of all of that that makes me seem like I was just so thirsty and so after him. And like, Is that bad, though? So- is it bad to say, I was so in love, you know, and it's so great. I mean, you guys are married and happy, so who cares, like, how the story is told that you got together? The, the story to tell now is in your family. Like, you guys are happy, and, and you're married, and you have a kid, and I'm, I, not, I'm not saying your feelings are petty, but it, it, I feel like the argument's a little petty. Just to defend Nikia, uh, if it makes her feel uncomfortable, it's, it's bad for both of them. So I don't want Nikia to be uncomfortable with that story. It's nothing to us, but it's a lot for her. So I think, Nikia, you have to talk to your husband and tell him to kind of not exaggerate. Yeah. The problem Habits. was that, like, I had just gotten out of a relationship. Oh, uh, so okay. So you're afraid met, that you're looking bad, and that's what really it is. You're afraid people are going to connect dots and dates and be like, wait a minute, she got out of one and got into another. So tell him that and go from there and just, you know, who cares? No unspoken. Honestly. But yeah. Say the things you feel. We wish you luck, okay, Nikia? Thank you. All Best right. of luck. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. Simon, we just had that call from Nakia, mm-hmm. happily married, and the way her husband tells how they got together, love at first sight. She's like, that's not how I felt, but he's making that like our story, and she was annoyed by it. She was, and then at the end, we kind of figured it out because... The husband, she thought, mistaken her like maybe it was too easy, like an easy woman. Her yeah. self-esteem. Remember, we talked a little bit about that, right? And and we were kind of like laughing about it off the air. But our executive producer Jill is here. Hi, Jill. Hi. And Jill's like, wait a minute, I kind of, I kind of get Jill. that. So, what's your story? I totally get that because, um, so I have an on again, off again boyfriend. We met eleven years ago, and the night that we met. We happen to hook up that night, right? Oh, so yeah. whatever, it happens sometimes. Hey, we're Happy grown for up. you. Yeah. We're grown up. Adults. I, you know what? Me too. Me and my husband. Totally. It happens. First night. Yeah. Wow. It's fine. But when we meet somebody as a couple and they ask how we met, he'll say, oh, you know, we went out the first time and I knew we were going to have ooh la la, but I still wanted to hang out with her and get to know her more. And I think when he says that, it puts me in a bad light. Like, how did you know we were going to have ooh la la? I didn't even know that. So you felt like it makes you look bad because yeah. it, why? Because it makes you look easy well, or yeah. people will make assumptions. And also because it wasn't like a sure thing for me. And he's like telling people that it, it did happen. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't think that's like a story you lead so, with, I guess. Okay. It puts me in a light that doesn't seem flattering. See, I don't think it puts you in a bad light because I feel like the way around that is to sort of change the narrative instead of feeling like it makes her look easy saying that's how much I loved him. I just was like so into him. I don't think that's a bad, we're adults. But it's, not, it's not the truth. It's, n- it's not what she felt. Well, that night I didn't know what was going to happen. We, um, you know, I definitely had some drinks and it, it progressed that way. But you but were feeling it. You, I was into him. She's, she's also able to say no if she doesn't want to and she didn't. So there's a reason. Of course. You were into him. I was definitely into him. I just feel like the way that it's presented is like. So change the way it's presented. Well, yeah. Well, I try to tell him all the time. Don't say it like that. But he laughs and thinks it's hilarious. So maybe if he <laughs> says it, you can change the way it's perceived in your mind. Right. But you can make sure the perception is not the reality and you can say something like you know what it, that happened however 
I wasn't knowing I was gonna. I was not even thinking that, but look at we're still together 11 years later. It's not like you don't have to apologize for any adult consenting feeling that you had. Mm-hmm. But is it that or is it the fact that she feels she was taken for granted when he says that story? Yeah, like he had a perception about me that like, oh, it's going to happen that night. And, and like his point in saying it is like, so yeah, I knew his... it was going to happen, but I still wanted to get to know her afterwards. He tries to make it in, in a romantic way. But to me, it's like, no, you shouldn't have assumed that but because I wasn't feeling that. Isn't that a guy thing, though? Don't all guys like bank on it, right? We don't bank on it. We hope you, you for it. Hope. We hope. And we so don't... he hoped for it, right? Right. It happened, and he, it happened, right. and that's okay. That is okay. It's okay. I feel like you think that you're coming off a certain type of way if you allow that story to be told, right? And I'm here to tell you, Amber Rose did not do the walk so that you could sit here and feel bad about yourself for doing what you consented and wanted to do, and it's okay. I, I still believe it's not a matter of okay. It's a matter of neither guilt. It's a matter of self-esteem. The way he presented to no well, women, that's, yeah, and, and that's where sure it's not like she feels bad. She did it. It's, it's like way, a lack of respect. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. Do you uh, feel disrespected a little bit by when, the story? Yeah, by the story because why would he talk about me in that but way? But why is the story people? disrespectful? Um, just because that's an intimate detail of like how we met. And I just feel like that's not something like I wouldn't be like, oh, I, me and Craig went out the first night and I knew well, we were going to, you know, he, hook okay, up. So is that when he, when you say he leads with it, does he jump out of the cab and say, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> this girl let me do that the first night. He does it, but it's, oh, I mean, if anybody asks our story, that's what he says. My husband says the same. Yeah. See men. Maybe and it's I'm just like, men. I, but I own it because it's like, it's not a lie. Right. I, I wanted it too. And if somebody judges me for that, that's their problem. That's their But you see, you you own the story, it makes her uncomfortable. You are totally comfortable with your story. But you can Same change story. how you feel about it. Right. But in the story he says it, it makes yes. it feel I think like objectized. Yes. And I totally understand that. And I don't want you to feel that way. What I'm saying is that you can maybe try to change the way you feel about it. Yeah. Hopefully. Or make him wear a muzzle. Yeah, that, or that. that one yeah. of those yeah. things. Yeah. And Shove a sock in his mouth. Exactly. An old sock. An old sock. An old sweaty sock. I like. That. I'm That's glad a... I talked to you guys about this. Thank you. Well, good. Are you? You feel well, better. I'm feel gonna better have a talk it. with him. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There you go. go, Simon. When we come back, mm-hmm. date or, or dump. dump. It is our favorite game. Simonandangie.com. Somebody asking for advice next. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. I love dating romance relationships. Advice for you all the time. Simon and Angie.com. We got an email mm-hmm. for date or dump. Um, this says, Hey Simon and Angie. My name is Presley. She's listening on the iHeartRadio app. Thank you. Uh, she says, I'm not sure what to do here, but I was having a great date. Then I had to go to the restroom. I come back. And saw that he was texting someone, not sure of the name or if it was his mother or his sister, but the contact had heart emojis. So she said, I don't know if I should continue to date or dump him. Help me, please. So he had heart emojis on a contact. To me, that screams girlfriend. It could be, or it could be his mom or his grandmother, or it could be his sister. It could be, there's many things. We don't know. And when we don't know, sometimes we take the right decision or the wrong decision. I like to know before I make my decision. So it's you're not, saying informed decision yes, needs with, to be made. With, exactly. Without an informed decision, how can you make the right decision? So, so I think she should go on a second date. And then if she wants to, she can ask anything or not ask and just get to know him. And then you'll get to know about this phone thing. But if he's a good guy and you, had, you said you had a good beginning of the date until that happened, Presley, go back on a second date if it takes you out. 
Do you know what I would have done if I were Presley? If I come back to the table, Simon, you and I are on yeah. a date, yeah. and I see that you text somebody with heart emojis, I'd be like, oh, heart emojis. Who gets the heart? Make a joke out of it. Yeah, exactly. And well, see how good. he answers. Great, Angie. I like that. Because then you're getting your answer, so you don't have to sit here and wonder, like, what is that? Who was it? I like that. And and so next time, but so do you agree with me that they should go on a second date, or you say- Yes, I do. So both we say, date. But you better dig. And why is he using heart emojis as a grown man also? Okay, more Rendezvous <laughs> with Simon and Angie next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We give uh, advice all the time, love, dating, romance, relationships, and we love to hear what happens after the fact. We love follow-up. And we have a caller on the line, Gianna, who we spoke to, um, who had just had a baby. Hi, Gianna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Gianna. Hi, guys. How are yes. you? Bonjour. Good. So, Gianna, you called in, I believe, like, at the beginning of the year, January or something. Yeah. And refresh our memory, you had had a baby and things yeah. were getting stale in the love department. Yeah. I called you guys to ask how to, like, get that spark sort mm-hmm. of back in my marriage. And you guys offered some really great advice. You said... Go back to the beginning. Start with your relationship as as it was when you were dating. So to go on dates and to get dressed up and to like look nice for each other and take each other out on dates. Mm-hmm. And so we started using our friends to watch our son. And um, we started going on a lot more dates and having a lot more just fun. And I started, <laughs> we started like drinking wine at dinner. There again, you go. You know, not like a lot, but just like a little. Just enough. You know, and, like yeah. being full yes. people as opposed to just being parents. Parents. And yes. It, it really totally helped. Like things are just getting so much better for us. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I'm so happy to hear Me that. Me too. Gianna, so happy to hear that love is back and Udala is back and romance is back and feelings are good. Never lose that because you are parents for life, but you're yeah. also <laughs> lovers for life and you have to yeah. remain the dating couple along with it. You know, as a romantic, yeah. that makes me so happy because that shows how important romance is in a relationship or yes. a marriage. Gianna, we are so happy to hear the update. We're happy that everything is going well. And the next update we're going to get, Simon, is that baby number two is on the way because look at all these <laughs> dates that are happening. Ooh la la. <laughs> thanks so much for listening, sweetie, and we're so happy for you. Yes, oh, thanks for thank the call. Oh, thank you. I just can't thank you guys enough. It's so great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. All right, more Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. Simon. Angie. Our French romantic. Angie, our American beautiful realist. Oh, well, thank you very keeps much. Keeps me real. Oh, wow. Well, I try. Simon, you keep me romantic. Um, you know, thank God for the internet, first of all, because it dissects a lot of these relationship issues that we talk about every single night. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll bring up a new issue that I never even really thought of or pose new questions. So we found this... Uh, I guess it's a meme, a relationship meme on uh, Instagram. And I want an answer from you, Simon. And I'm going to ask Jill, too, our executive producer. What is the deal breaker of these three for you in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Looks, broke, or bad ooh-la-la? Which one is number one? Bad ooh-la-la. Bad ooh-la-la. If the chemistry is not there, there's but no future. Would you even go past bad looks? Before you got to the bad ooh-la-la? I mean, look is not everything, so yes. And All right. So, but bad chemistry, bad ooh-la-la, that you cannot recover. It's either there or not there, Angie. Have you ever had, like, amazing ooh-la-la with somebody that wasn't super attractive, but you kept 
hanging with them because oh, of the absolutely. amazing ooh-la-la. I don't know if you had that in your life before you were married. Sometimes you have just the ooh-la-la and the two partners having the best time of their life. Oh, c'était fantastique. Oh, fantastique. It really was, Angie. We all have one of those in our past. Um, exactly. Let's go to Jill. Jill, same question. What's the deal breaker here for you? Bad looks, bad money problems, or bad ooh-la-la? Um, I would say at this point in my life, I would go with broke. Bad money problem. Broke. Yeah, I'm not going to date somebody who can't take care of themselves. Because if they can't take care of themselves, I feel like that's sort of an indicator of not being able to take care of you, of your kids, of their job, of their house, of their life in general. Yeah. So here's the real question. Jill, first date, when do you ask the credit score? (laughs) Is it before the drinks come or is it like on the way home before the first kiss? When do you ask what their credit score is? See, I would never (laughs) ask credit score. but Oh, that's too much? I don't know. I just feel like... At a certain age, I'm late 30s. I'm not going to really date somebody that's much younger than me. So by late 30s, you should have at least enough money to have your own place, yes. your own car, mm-hmm. and you should be able to pay for the date. If any of those things don't happen, then I'm what not about go oops? Out with you. I forgot my wallet you know, at home. You know, if if I'm right, <laughs> if I'm right, didn't you in the way long time ago had some interesting moment with a man who. Yeah. Long time long ago time is the ago. key word there. But long... she's saying now she's, you know. And it was not about the money or the job he had, right? It's never about the money. It's like you have to have a certain amount of money so that you can function, right? Oh, yeah. If you don't have that much money where you can't right. function, right. I don't want to date you. And Jill's not okay. dating for sport at this point. You know, she's saying. Well, I like I, to date for sport, For too. sport, but yeah. like if you are dating for sport, then it's maybe not going to be as important. But right. if you're going to spend any amount of time, right. you know, dating someone long term, can yeah. I do some sort of Experian uh, Equifax check on you <laughs> while you're in the bathroom? Is that yeah, possible? Maybe on the DL. I understand that, though, um, because especially when you have a certain work ethic in life where you feel like you're working so hard and you hustle, hustle, hustle. And if somebody else is like kind of, eh, I'll let you do everything, it, it becomes indicative of a lot of things in the relationship sometimes. But you say bad ooh-la-la, Simon. Bad chemistry, can't recover. Yeah, I feel like all three of these are a deal-breaker to me. I don't know which way to place them. I can date a broke person, and I can date... Um, the, what's the first one? The looks. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I let, See, this is why you're romantic, Simon. I guess, you, yeah, it's not about the money, it's not about the look, it's about the, the chemistry and the connection. Yeah, for me, it's... It's not about anything but those three things. And so I'm keeping it real and saying no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really am kidding. I am kidding. But um, I just was curious what your guys' answers to that was. So, Simon, yes. let's get to some advice. Let's. Uh, we have a voicemail that came into 855-905-8255. That's next. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome to the show about love, dating, romance, and relationships and help. We want to help you with whatever's going on. If you need advice, 855-905-8255. Let's listen to a voicemail that we got, Simon. Yes. Uh, when we were not here, but you can always leave one at any time asking for advice. This is from Dan. Hi, Simon and Angie. My name is Dan. I'm listening out of Detroit on 100.3 WNIC, and I'm looking for some advice. Uh, my wife and I have been married a year, and we're expecting a baby. We live in a two-bedroom and in, in getting ready for the baby, I, the other room was my office, the second bedroom, and I cleaned it out and turned it into the baby's room. But there's still, in the closet above the hangers, there's still two shelves that's still some of my stuff. 
and I want to keep it there because I have we're at, we're low on space now. But my wife wants everything out of the baby's room. Like she's really making it an issue, and I I I, I don't know what to do because like you know my office is now a little corner of the living room. Like I downsized, I cleared out, but I just need a couple of shelves for stuff and. I look forward to hearing your answer on air for how I should approach it. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you, Dan, for calling us up, Simon. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk about the idea of making room for a baby in your life, in your home, what Dan is talking about here, because while it's two shelves to him, and he's like, what's the big deal? It's two shelves. I'll tell you why I kind of understand where the wife is coming from with the first baby. Okay? Okay. And I want to hear your perspective Mm -hmm. next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just heard from Dan in Detroit who left us a voicemail about the fact that he and his wife are about to have their first baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Two-bedroom place. They, he cleaned out his office, which was the spare bedroom, for the baby. There's no more room in the house. He's got two shelves that his wife is is throwing a fit about because I need the whole room cleared out. Simon, what do you think is going on here? Uh, this is the problem for them. So, Dan, um, and thanks for the voicemail. I feel that if I were you, I would give in on that one immediately. Baby's coming. Your wife is doing all the work internally. You cannot be serious really holding on to those couple shells. I, I would really move out myself, everything, get the room ready. Uh, happy wife, happy life, Dan. I mean, I'm telling you, she's the priority. So my advice is move your stuff out of there and with Joy of life. Joy of life. Just think about your wife. It's think about shows. the baby. Yes. It's not worth having a fight. And no, really not. Dan's wife is in the nesting stage. Yeah. This is their first baby. I remember vividly going through this because I kind of had the same argument with my daughter's father. Yeah. He, you know, had his office in where she slept. And so I was like, you need to get these computers and these electronics and these things out of here. This is supposed to be a nursery. You go through this nesting phase as a mother that's about to have a baby where you want that nest to be the most nurturing, loving, sweet, soft, sound environment. And that means everything's out and it's just for that place because you're taking it out of one nest in your body and putting it in another nest. And you want it to be as comfortable, less chaotic. I don't want you coming in and out, getting those things off the shelves. So... Just bend here. Yes. It's two shelves. You can find someplace else for two shelves. And with good mood, right? Exactly. With good mood. Like, I understand. I get it. Baby's coming, right? All right. Thank you so much, Dan, for leaving that voicemail with us. When we come back, more Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Simon Marcel, our French romantic. I'm Angie Taylor. Let's take some calls, Simon. People need advice on their love lives. Yes. 855-905-8255. I want to pick up um, listening in New York. She listens on the iHeartRadio app. Thank you so much for that. Here's Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Bonjour. Hi, guys. How can we help you, Shell? Okay, so I've been single for about a year now. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of started getting back in the dating scene. Um, I don't go on as much dates as I feel like I should. And I think it's because I'm too picky. Why do you think you're too picky? I guess like just having that initial connection with people. I don't know if I'm just being too picky with their I, physical features or. I don't think know, that's picky. I, I really don't. I mean, Simon, 
I feel like a spark is a spark, and she's missing a spark, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What do you think, Simon? I agree. I agree with you, Angie. Uh, Shelly, I mean, online dating or dating, it's not a competition. Like you said, I think I should have more dates or go on more dates, but th- it doesn't work like this. It takes one. Uh, it's not the supermarket, all right? Dating is not going to the supermarket and see 10 apples, 20 apples, which one I should pick. No. It's a matter really of the right time with the right person, and you can't create that more than organically. What is a statistic, Simon? Uh, you know, when you uh, go on a first date with somebody you know within, what is it, like a few minutes or a few seconds? It's, it's, if you have a spark there, there, I mean... In the first three to five minutes, either you feel something or you feel nothing or you feel even worse, disgusted. So... <laughs> that well, I hope you're not disgusted. So, so Shelly, I think you have to own it, right? There's nothing of being so picky. You know, you you attracted by that type of man, good for you. You're attracted by that type of feature, good for you. It's the heart what, connection, the soul connection. It, the, the, the It's not a percentage game. Yes, the ooh-la-la chemistry is what Simon's talking about. And if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. And trying to dig yourself out of that hole where you don't see someone that way is not something you need to do because you're dating. And why do you think you're picky? Did somebody tell you? Did a friend tell you that you're picky or is that your word? No, I think it's more my own self-assessment. Like I said, I've been single for a year and I would say in the last couple months I've put myself out there. But I'm just, I guess like you said, I'm just not really feeling any strong connections with that's okay exactly that's why you know it's very intimate either you feel something or you don't and sometimes it might take a while before you spark with somebody and if there is not the spark then don't worry about it i mean really good for you you i mean because i have a friend of mine who online dates she has about 20 men at this a week that reach out to her right Mm -hmm. and it tires her she goes on all those dates. She's tired. She told me, Simon, it's just too many dates. I go, I go, because I'm always anxious to miss one. Mm-hmm. But at the result of this, it's like all those interviews, all those questions. I am exhausted. It's a job interview yeah. every time. So, uh, Shelly, back to you. I don't think you're too picky. I think... Trust your gut, like yeah. you always say, Simon. Your yeah. intuition. Your intuition. And I feel like you really have to trust it now more than ever, because you're starting to question yourself. And that's the problem because when we start questioning, maybe we're too picky, maybe my standards are too high, then you start settling for people that are not right for you, that you don't feel right about just because you feel like you have to prove something like, okay, I can be in a relationship. It's fine to be single for a year, five years, 10 years, your whole life. You're talking about somebody you want to spend your time with, your bed with, your family with, your friends. You know, you're sharing a life with somebody that you're going to date long term. So it's okay to be picky. Yeah, I agree. Gotcha. Be yourself. That that definitely makes me feel better about my dating life. Good. Um, But I I do hope to go on, you know, more dates throughout the summer and hopefully find that, that connection that I'm looking for. Well, we hope that for you, too. But honestly, if it doesn't happen this summer, it's going to happen eventually. Don't force it. Just go with your gut. Like Simon always says, you have that intuition. Yeah. Follow your intuition. Absolutely. Okay. To- Thank you so much, guys. That really helped. Have a great summer. <laughs> Best of luck. Have, have fun dating. <laughs> and good luck. And trust yourself. Trust that picker. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't call yourself picky. You're just selective. All right. More Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie, your love dating romance headquarters. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you listen to the show. We helped you with your life and the love and all of that. If you missed anything, please check out simonandangie.com. We had great topics we talked about 
uh, tonight, Simon and I, uh, Woman Crush Wednesday. Yes. Um, this was Miss Best Friend. That's her anonymous name. Email about having a crush on her girlfriend, mm-hmm. a friend of hers. Right. Also, uh, Nikia's call about her husband saying it was love at first sight. And she's like, no, it wasn't. And stop telling that story because it makes me look bad, which I thought was crazy. Um, but then Jill <laughs> explained more. Also, um, Simon, we talked to Shelly just now, who has been dating a year, has trouble dating, feels like it's because she's being too picky. Yes. And we said, no, girl. And that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said, don't pick up a partner like you pick up an apple at the supermarket. Meaning it takes something very magic to find you other half or to find a spark. It doesn't take magic to pick up an apple or banana at the supermarket. You're, that, you're not going to spend a, ho- a whole lot of time with your apple or your banana. You're one and done. Or it. maybe it just sits there and rots in the basket. You throw it away. <laughs> that's not how we pick a partner. No, exactly. So respect the chemistry, respect the timing, and don't think it's like, I got to go like have on 20 dates this week or I'm missing out. It doesn't work like this. That's the magic of romance. It sounds so cliche to say when it happens and happens, but you really have to trust that process and don't force it. You can't. Then we end up with bad people, bad apples. Bad, bad apples, hey, exactly. As they say. You don't want a rotten apple. <laughs> exactly. No rotten apples here. Thank you, Simon Marcel. Thank you, NG. Love that wisdom. You can always find Simon Says, mm-hmm. all of his quotes. Those are on Simon and Angie Instagram. We have them on Twitter. We have them on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can find us everywhere. Also on the iHeart app at any time. Just search uh, The Rendezvous. Search Simon and Angie. And more of The Rendezvous tomorrow. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.